0: Welcome to the Girls on Tour podcast with Mira Manga. Hello and welcome again to the Girls on Tour podcast, the podcast that interviews inspirational and excellent women all about their adventures in transit. So after forgiving me for a historical act of inadvertent arson, guitar goddess Charlie Stone settles down for a chat all about touring. Luckily, as you'll hear, she's been in about a million bands, so she's got some great advice and distilled wisdom from her many experiences on the road. I caught up with her at the BBC and we began with a quick stroll down Memory Lane. I think that we first met at the garage, the venue. We did, Mirror. Yeah, and <laughs> I was probably in a spangly gold dress and you were being a guitar goddess with the band Salad. That's
1: right, and you were with Disco Pistol, <laughs> who were supporting us. We're quite
0: overexcited that day, I, I recall. It was a long time ago. I'm sure we were well behaved. No, I don't think you were. <laughs> really? I got I got a
1: hole in my my coat, my really nice coat from one of your band, um flicked. Ash onto oh, no. it and burnt a whole Hyper um, Helen. Yes, it was. She was hyper. I know. And she and she was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry," and just kind of ran out. And then came, they, I I was a bit stressed out. I yes. feel
0: one of the main differences between the two of us. Mm. I've always ended up in overexcitable, silly, naughty acts, such as the dulox or disco pistol. And all the bands you've ever been in have been, like, amazingly cool. There's light and shade in there, but you've been in a lot of cool bands. They've all been amazingly cool, but a lot of them have also been quite silly.
1: (laughs) I mean, I would suggest that bands such as the New Royal
0: Family... don't have a entirely serious premise. Yeah, okay. I will take that one. Shall we do the whole list? Could you do the whole list of all the bands you've ever been in?
1: There's no way I could do a list. I could try. <laughs> I could try. Okay. Okay. First band, Men Should Wear Mascara, Frantic Spiders, Toxic Shock Syndrome, Xanthi. I did some gigs with Linus. I did some as backing vocalist with Snow Pony. I played with salad with gay dad um, i played quite a lot of gigs with fosker um the new royal family spy 51 there was that band with about a million women in it the depth of beach babes um oh yeah there was 100 girls One hundred girls. yeah 100 girls. were you a night nurse as well oh yeah i was a night nurse yeah. briefly um <laughs> Who are you in now at the moment? At the moment, I'm in Keith, top of the pops, and his minor UK indie celebrity move, move. all-star backing <laughs> band. Um, I'm in Mx Tyrants. I'm in the Nuns, spelt ye Nuns, but you know mm-hmm. that is a typographical
0: thing.
1: Oh, yes, I it's, didn't it's, know that. Well, it's the ancient English letter thorn, which was used in place ah. of th. You okay. See. Um. Then there is um joanne joanne there's uh the fallen women oh <laughs> my goodness there is this God, is all current else? right yeah Craft. okay the mist is a circe um <laughs> and salad again because we've just reformed which is
0: wonderful timing because hopefully i'll have this podcast out around the time that you're doing your reunion Good. show which would be awesome so that is a lot of bands charlie Mm. So you're perfect for my podcast because you do loads of touring. I'm going to ask this question for any young like wannabe musicians. What made you start playing the guitar and going down that route?
1: Well, Mira, <laughs> as, as a young child, as a young confused teenager, as many of us were, <laughs> I wanted to be in a band because I was basically terrified of real life.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'd kind of, I'd grown up with, I'd, I'd been watching the kids from Fame when I was like a child and thinking, I want to do that, I want to do that. But I'm not a stage course type, you know, no. I was quite introverted. I'd go and sort of hide in my room. So I decided when I discovered like Duran Duran, I was like, that's the ideal thing because you can create your own world, you, your own world, you know, you can create, you can do this mm-hmm. thing that's like art and music and performance and just kind of create your own world and escape into it. Yeah. And um I wanted to be like Nick Rhodes. So I wanted to get a synthesizer, but couldn't afford a synthesizer so I bought a Spanish guitar of a friend of mine for like 25 quid and taught myself wow. to play guitar. And that was it, basically. I just basically decided I had to be in a band and therefore I had to learn an instrument and I just taught myself.
0: Which is bonkers because you're so good at your instrument. I've done I've done well over 10,000 hours of playing <laughs> my time. I've oh yeah, sure. like that book Malcolm Gladwell, it says that, yeah, 10,000 hours, you're a master. Yeah, yeah. You are a super awesome guitar player and also you're a woman so that's a big deal because as a gender you know we're not very represented in that field i don't know i think we are now
1: it's unusual now if i see a band that hasn't got any women in whereas that was completely different yeah when i was when i was starting out then then we were very much a novelty and and every my first band and well my first proper band when we formed frantic spiders whenever we did a gig whenever we got reviewed people would compare us to either Fuzzbox or the Bangles because they were the only reference points that we were. And we didn't sound anything like either of them,
0: you know. No, but haven't we moved on now? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's great. And I have to say, it's kind of like... Because I know you in real life, you're quite diminutive and just chilled as a person. But then on stage, you're completely different. In many ways, like, you kind of just become this kind of passionate thing. And it's all very exciting and just I mean there are moments when you're really into I'm just telling you what you look like on stage (laughs) there are moments when you look really into it and then you just turn around from the amp and this grin and your whole face is just a massive smile (laughs) what does it feel like when you're playing on stage if it's going well it does feel it's the
1: most amazing feeling ever yeah um because people are looking at you and because the lights are shining on Mm. you it really focuses you in the now. It's like it's like it, it really. I find it really centering. It's 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 not it's not even so much about like going, hey, everyone, look at me, because I don't. If 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 I really become aware of of people looking at me, and 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 that they might be having opinions mm. about me, that can be a bit scary. Oh yeah, yeah. But but just the general thing of like, there are all these rays of light, basically focused on where I am. Yeah you're very aware that i'm making something now and everything is about now and this isn't going to happen again yeah. and and it's really exciting and it's really freeing i think and when when i feel completely when you when you when you've practiced something when you've when you've kind of you know you've got a muscle memory you, yeah. you kind of things become instinctive when you, you when you get into that zone it's like it's almost like you feel like it's just flowing through you
0: wow
1: that's what I find really exhilarating about it
0: well thank you so much for describing that most of us will not get that feeling so I really appreciate you describing it so people know what is going on in your mind at that moment I think that's awesome so thank you and you've done a lot of touring you've racked up a lot of touring hours I've been lucky enough to do quite a few tours yeah so what has been your favorite tour ever I mean, we can, I don't, you know, let's, any bands you're in at the moment doesn't count, so they won't feel left out.
1: Well, no, actually, because I do want to say one of the bands I'm in now, yeah. because whenever I go on, on tour with Keith, with Keith Top of the Pops, it's always the best tour ever. And there's Yay. one that we did, we did a gig in Germany a couple of years ago supporting Art Brute, and that, that was literally the best tour ever. That was, <laughs> but prior to that, I'm really glad that we've reformed Salad because Basically, that was the last best tour that I did, was I did a tour with Um, We went round Switzerland and it kind of just been Switzerland. I think it was Switzerland and Germany yeah. for about a week or so um, in about 1998. And we had this amazing tour bus that had been built for Sheryl Crow, I think. <laughs> so it was really posh and it had like blue velvet walls wow. and, and white leather seats and a really posh sound system and a very house proud driver oh. who was like like there was a leaf on here this morning I don't want I don't want to see that again and um and we just and we were all a bit ill but we had it was it was just it's one of those tours where although we were all a bit ill and we were kind of flu and stuff Mm. we just had the most fun there's a real camaraderie, you know. Yeah. But also, actually talking about camaraderie, I forgot to mention another another band or person that I played with quite a lot is Charlotte Hatherley. Oh
0: yes, Chatherley.
1: Yeah, and um, I did a few tour, well, a couple of tours, three to be precise. <laughs> tours with her, with her and Jen Macro. Um, we did like a sort of three piece acoustic kind of thing, and we had an amazing tour as well, going again round going around Germany. Germany's the best place to tour. generally. Yeah
0: and for you what makes a tour fun or enjoyable or the best what kind of elements
1: it, well it's it's the people isn't it it's the people that you're with because yeah. i mean i've done some tours where i've played really big venues and on paper it should have been the most exciting time but hmm. it did have its its moments yeah. but it's it's when you're actually doing that And you're doing it with your best friends and you look around every day in the bus and you think, I love these people more than anyone else in the world and we get to do this together. And for for that period of time that you're together, they do feel like the most important people in the world. There was this one time okay, when when I was on tour with Charlotte and Jem and um, we had a tour manager... Um driver called Stella, and there was so there was four of us, and we'd yeah. been travelling around germany and it was it was winter and I think it was snowing, and we got out of the van one night into this weird motel that was in the middle of nowhere it felt like, and there was there was this really creepy massive father christmas in the in in the hallway and and a weird <laughs> sort of proprietor who who was very suspicious of us and it it all felt a little bit surreal, but I remember watching and carrying the stuff, through, and there was no one else around. And just had this real feeling like these are the, these are the most important people in the world right now. Like for me, you yeah. know. And it was just that feeling of of complete, like I'm at the centre of the world that I want to be in right now. You know, it's just, so it's it yeah. feel like a bubble. It's like you, know, I'm I'm here in this thing yeah. that won't last for more than a couple of weeks. Mm. And I'm not sad about that, but while it's happening. It's very precious.
0: To see what us normal people are missing out on by not being in bands and going on tours and things. I would
1: hardly call you normal, (laughs) Mila.
0: Thank you, I'll take it. Um, So let me take you from that really blissful experience Mm -hmm. to some toilet somewhere in the world and you're just looking at your guitar case thinking, I'm going to leave or walk out. Have you had any real horrible... This is a dreadful question, it's so negative, but people want to hear about the downsides as well.
1: I'll tell you what, generally... (laughs) Quite often when I tour these days before doing the show I will feel like that. Really? Yeah. Not like I want to walk out it's all, but I will when you've been driving all day and then you and you're a bit cold and tired and grouchy and then you get to this venue and and it, and it kind of smells of bleach or something. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of all, it hasn't got that vibe having people in it yet. And then you've got to go through all the process of sound checking. And it's, it all feels a little bit hard. And I just sometimes just get into these places and think, why do I still do this? <laughs> why do I do it? It's like, this isn't, this isn't glamorous. This is really, um, cause you know, ven- venues in, in the afternoon before anyone's there can be quite depressing, especially yeah. in the winter. Oh and, um, god. Yeah. And, all, and all the hours of sitting around waiting for things to be set up and then you can't make things work properly and it all feels like it's going to go wrong and you've forgotten how the course to one of the songs goes and oh. then and you don't know where you're going to get something to eat you don't you know all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um so yeah very, that happens often. I mean I could I, I have I have had an actual i'm gonna walk off this tall moment what was your i have but i what think was your... i
0: don't know if i can divulge that in this forum okay so let's not say, let's not talk band names can you <laughs> can you base it in i don't know base it in like thames mid scenario type thing <laughs> thames
1: mid scenario thames mid being the soap opera that you and i are both in well but we
0: both star in if yes. we're being honest yes. I i play maria and I play Blanche, yes. Blanche Stone. So I was just thinking if you could uh okay, so don't name names. Or just the scenario that you found yourself in.
1: Well, can you imagine how how Blanche might have felt if she'd arrived on the first date of a tour somewhere um and and one other member of the band um picked a fight with her over something ludicrous. And started shouting at her in front of the rest of the band. What?
0: Um, she would I probably think, well, say... I well, wouldn't take any nonsense, would she? No. What would she say, Charlie? What would She'd her say, line be? It's stupid, that's what it is. No, what would she say that? Please say um the... What the bloody hell is you can't do it? This is Charlie's catchphrase in the soap from... I can't even remember what my own catchphrase. Wait, is is it, what the bloody hell is going on in? No, it's not bloody hell. What? We don't I can't swear. Remember. We don't even have mild swears in Thamesmore. <laughs> it's a family show. <laughs> I think we might have to I might have to go on YouTube Let's go. and we'll come in. back to this. We'll come back to are this. Are we allowed to are you gonna do edits? Well my friend Charlie, who helps me in the podcast, my mentor. He's also a Charlie and awesome, so he would just have to do it. I would just be like, Charlie, please. I think that is a worst-case scenario in, for anything. If you turn up for a new day at work and someone did that to you, but yet being in a band, I think, as musicians, that kind of eccentric, bullying, aggressive behaviour sometimes gets written off because they're an artistic person or they've got, uh, they're under a lot of pressure. For me, I won't do anything unless it's with people I'm really comfortable with because mm. when I was young, I just wanted to be famous and I'd be in a band with whoever, but now I'm like, actually, I just want to have a nice time.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I'd not thought about that, about the kind of um, the allowances you make for people in different situations. But I mean it's funny because when you said earlier about how I'm quite quiet in real life and then I'm a different character mm. on stage... I'm actually. I can be actually quite a cow as well. You don't oh, see that.
0: I'm so lucky, George. Yeah, please don't ever be a cow to me. <laughs> what would I have to do? No, no, don't tell me.
1: No, but I think. But I think actually, yeah, I've I've certainly been as guilty as anyone else of being in a bad mood and having a temper tantrum on tour. And it's not. And yeah, you're right. That kind of behaviour would not be acceptable in the workplace. No. Why is it acceptable in? In the um, on-the-road workplace. I know. We
0: need rock and roll HR Hey, <laughs> now, this is a disciplinary. <laughs> you were seen to pull out Mike's cable <laughs> of the amp. <laughs> that's ruining his solo. <laughs> yes. But, um, You're but, preventing him from having the tools to do his job effectively. Yes. That therefore, <laughs> client counts as bullying. But um, that's actually one of my questions I ask, actually. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with bad bandmates or when someone's kind of... Messing with you on the road. Sackham. Just get rid of <laughs> <laughs> Two warnings, a letter when you're out.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I to, I've not had to deal with that for many years. Oh, I'm glad. I've only been in bands with people that I am already friends with. Yeah. So,
0: um... I mean, I know you said sackham is like kind of for humour, but for me, if I'm in a situation where someone's going to like distress me, if I, if they're not going to go, I should just go maybe
1: yeah totally yeah if i if i was in a band now and I, and there was i was having that situation with someone i would i would just leave yeah unless i really wanted to do the band and then i'd make sure they left <laughs> but also yeah. you've got
0: five maybe having five or six fallback bands yeah is good advice well thank you for that <laughs> but
1: no, um, that's not why i'm not in five or six bands They're not, they're not fallbacks
0: <laughs> in case other bands are listening no no i phrase that really badly <laughs> But I guess on what I'm saying is if your one band was your be-all on and your everything and then you had to go, you'd be like, oh, I have to go and kind of start something from scratch now. Mm. But I'm sure you could do that, so not a problem. Yeah, I mean... I don't know where I'm going now. I just was worried, listeners, because I thought I made her have a bad memory or something. She went (laughs) really serious face. Oh, phew. So that's that's really great. Thank you. I think that's good advice. And then another thing I'd like to ask you is about, what are your tips for surviving on the road? Right.
1: very serious one, which no one will take any advice about. Including myself when I was in my 20s. <laughs> yeah. Just because you have a free rider every night doesn't mean you have to drink it all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: the, the tours, I mean, I have been on some brilliant tours where we did that, but the result is, although it's brilliant... Every three days you will probably have some kind of meltdown because having that much alcohol in your system
0: constantly is not good for mental health, let's be honest. Or just Um, health health. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's something to think about, definitely. Because that's
1: especially because often bands don't get paid very much or anything a lot of the time, which a lot of listeners might not realise. No, yeah. But, of course, when you're on the road, so even, you know, you might not have any money but you'll often get fed when you get there well certainly if you're in Europe not not so much in the UK yeah and you will get pretty much all the free drinks you want and and it's really easy to just go Do you know everyone listening to that is going to go <laughs> boring, boring for me saying that. Yeah, but then
0: they'll go on tour and they'll get absolutely shit-faced and they'll go, I wish we'd listened to that Charlie Stone. Yeah, but
1: some of them do go on tour and get absolutely shit-faced every night and they don't <laughs> suffer the consequences. But I personally found yeah. that I enjoyed touring more when I didn't drink literally everything that was given to me.
0: Yeah. Well, it's nice to, f- to have memories of what you've done. <laughs> yeah. And it's really nice to know that you haven't like lost... Wallet, glasses, clothing, house keys, you know. So that's one tip. Yeah.
1: I also, I mean, these, are t- these aren't these are really tips because this is my own personal survival. But I always, when I go on tour, I go and, like, generally when I get to a new place, I will at some point go off for a walk on my own. Because, you, you know, you're sat with people mm-hmm. the whole day in close quarters. And I go mad if I don't get my own space. Yeah so that's important
0: to me i think that's um, great advice break free because you're literally mm, in that bubble the whole time
1: yeah and i think because inevitably people get tetchy and so on and it really but you you do less if you if you can actually get a little bit of headspace on your own yeah that's
0: That's, yeah a couple of times walking's come up when i've been talking to people about traveling as a way of centering themselves again yeah so yeah
1: I would very often especially going on tour in Europe and you'd be on a sleeper bus and you'd wake up in a new town and I would most days before before doing the gig I would just go off and just sort of follow my nose on a walk on my own mm. around whatever town I was in but you know, people are different because some people like to hang out with people during the day. You know, so that's not advice for everyone. I, I but yeah. I'm just I'm very much like no, I'm spending all evening with you. I'm living with you this whole time. <laughs> I need some me time where I just kind of yeah,
0: you know. I think I think again, I agree with your advice. I think it's good, and everyone should do it. So, I'm <laughs> going to be militant on that. Um, <laughs> Um, and obviously, you know me, I love my cosmetics. I work for a big bar firm. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there a product or something that you have to, or it doesn't have to be like a beauty product or an item or a talisman or a mascot or just a anything that you desperately would have to have on the road with you? Is there one essential item that you can't live without on tour?
1: Hmm... I'm not sure that there is. I mean, I don't really, I mean, I don't do makeup very much, although I do when I'm on stage, usually, mm. not always. I'd always have some hair wax. That's probably about it. I travel very light.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I travel very light. Having said that, if I if I can, I generally bring a travel guitar or at least arrange to always take my guitar to my hotel room because I don't like being with it. I like to know that I've got one if I want to just practice something.
0: Okay, what's a travel guitar?
1: Oh, it's just like a, a really small guitar. So it's it's basically just the neck, yeah, and then a really small body. So it just kind of is, it 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 looks it's kind of like about that long and sort of it's a, this isn't good for the radio. Well, actually, is it?
0: if you send me a picture, I'll put it up okay, when I put yeah. the podcast up because I yeah. never knew there was a travel guitar. Yeah,
1: they're handy because they're really light. I, when I go on holiday, I often take one with me. I've often annoyed crew on tour because they all pack everything up after the gig and sometimes be like, Can I have one of my guitars please? Or I have to go look before you pack everything up, can you keep one of my guitars separate because I want to yeah. take it into the hotel room? Or in recent years when there haven't been a crew, when we've yeah. been the crew, then <laughs> I'd just annoy the driver because I'd be like, You know you locked everything up um in the back. I I wanna take it in the front with me so that I can take it into my room.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love the idea of you in your room with your guitar. <laughs> thank you. Um Thank you so much, because I think that's really, you've really given like a flavour of how it is, how it's been for you, which I love. And I appreciate that so much. And I'm going to finish with a question. We are both obviously incredibly wise women now that know everything. Very. <laughs> but is there any advice that you wish someone had given you before embarking either on your life as a musician or before you started touring?
1: See, I don't know if this is advice that I would have wanted myself, purely because I think I kind of already knew it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But because sometimes people ask me, you know, what's your advice, what advice can you give someone who kind of wants to do it and wants to be successful, whatever? And I'm, I'm like, I think... I think, and I've often heard people say, oh, you know, just practice really hard. Mm. And, you know, if you really believe in yourself, it will happen for you, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And I kind of think that's bollocks. I kind of think, like, (laughs) are you like, sorry, this is a family show, isn't it? No. I kind of think, no, but I do because it's like, it's really easy for someone who has kind of, like, got a record deal to be like, well, I got this because I worked hard and I believed in myself in real life. I know so many really talented people who've worked really, really hard, and have done everything on paper that they should do, and yeah. have totally believed in themselves, and they haven't had that opportunity. But yeah. what those people do get, if you just do stuff, and if you're generally decent to people, and you kind of like are sort of generous with your time and with you know, and, and with trying things, yeah. stuff happens. It's like you won't necessarily. I think it, I think it's naive to to just say to people if you do this if you really believe in yourself you will do that you will succeed as in you'll make a career out of this mm. but if you just keep doing the thing that you love doing stuff will happen that you never dreamed would happen that much is true mm. you know I I find that a lot of the opportunities that I've had and the things that I've done that have been really good fun aren't things I would have planned for, but they have come just as a result of me, of me, just doing what I do and being open to opportunities.
0: Basically. Yeah. Oh, thank you! I think that's a lovely ending. Some oh. good advice again. <laughs> so, um, would you come back again and do another one if I yes. wanted to? Do Yay! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, listeners, and thank you so much, Charlie. Thank you, great. Mira. Bye. You're listening to Mira Manga and the Girls on Tour podcast. Thank you so much for that, Charlie. If you can make it to London, you can see Charlie playing with Salad on Wednesday the 27th of September at the Lexington, the MX Tyrants at the Fiddler's Elbow on the 13th of October, and she's almost definitely playing this Sunday with Keith Top of the Pops and his minor UK indie celebrity all-star backing band at the Windmill in Brixton. They'll be in the shed out the back. She is the best! I promise you, she's an awesome woman. If you ever get to meet her, make sure you meet her. Also, uh, links to Thamesmead in the text. The soap opera on YouTube that you cannot miss if you go looking for it. Okay, so thank you so much to our Usuals, Bill of Radio Paradise, Rodri for the theme song, Abby for our logo, and Uber Podmeister Charlie Moores who applies the sunshine sparkle. Next week, I am so excited to introduce you all to Erin McGathy, who some of you may already know from Community or Harmon Quest or her amazing podcast, This Feels Terrible. I went up to Edinburgh to see her in her one-woman murder mystery, Murder Town, which was awesome. She's super talented and she uprooted her whole life from LA to come and live in Ireland. And I can't wait for you guys to meet her. So until then, happy trails and I will see you next week. Bye. i